Okay, start Torah test. Just a little bit of a, we'll start with a remez. We're going to discuss, I was, uh, lately we've been trying to stick with a little bit with the Zman that we're in, trying to find the sugya and Rabbi Nachman that connects to the Zman. So of course we're in Sirius Omer. Sirius Omer has a lot of things to discuss, but one of the main inyanim that, that sometimes um, for a lot of sects of Klal Yisrael gets pushed off is, that, is the inyan of the Midos. We know by Sirius Omer, everybody counts the days, but if you look at every sitter right next to the day, it's going through the Midas, Chesed, Gevuru, Teferis. So in this base Madrash, that's what we deal with. So I figure we're going to discuss with the Midas. So Mida, right, there's 49 days. So basically there's 49 Midas, right? That's Chesed, Gevuru, Teferis, Nezachod, Yisod, Malchus, a seven. Each one has seven. Seven times seven is 49. So it works out that the word Mida is also 49, right? Which is also Torah Memtes. I don't know if Rabbi Nelson meant to do that when he put it together. Maybe he did. Maybe, definitely a Kodesh Baruch Hu did. So even if Rabbi Nelson didn't, Kodesh Baruch Hu did. So let's start Torah Memtes here. He goes deep very quickly. And uh, we have to go through it slowly. And hopefully we're going to come out with some big ginyanim. So Torah Memtes, Loshon Rabbeinu Zechron of Racha, Rabbeinu Zal Maktim, as a Pasuk, Rabbi Nachman, often we know starts with a Pasuk that will only understand Towards the end, he says, we say this, L'shemesh sam ohel bahem. He placed them in a tent for the sun. It's like a chasen who's running um, out of his chuppah with strength, with vigor. Fine. As we always explain, At the end of the maimer, if we get to the end, I don't know yet what the plan is. If we get to the end, we'll explain this pasuk, but let's start the tar. Okay, here we go. O salv, b'siyad ha-dashmaya. Ki kodum ha-briya, before creation, haya ura kodesh baruch hu, hu ein sof. We know the light of a kodesh baruch hu is ein sof, was infinite. This is a sugya that many people can go their entire life and never even know. Because generally people don't go before creation. Most Jews start Bereshis bar. Their rizal said, no, 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 no. We have to start before Bereshis. And all the chasidis comes off of that. What happened before Bereshus? Now we're only allowed to discuss what the Arizal discusses and everything from down from there. So Rabbi Nachman is going to now speak out the beginning of Kisra Arizal, which is the beginning, beginning of time before there was any creation. He's just going to mention a little bit of it. <clears throat> Most people have probably heard about it before. Any questions you have, you can ask. Some things I'll say it's not for now. And some things it is for now. So... Here we go. So, Kikodim Habri, before creation, Barashas Barah, of what we know from Torah, the or of the light of a Kaddish Baruch was Ainsov was infinite. Shazel or Shaino Haschal of Asof. It was, had no beginning and no end. It's infinite. Vein Loshim Gvul Kalal has no boundaries. Vein Lanubo Shim Hasaga, and we have no Hasaga, we have no way of understanding what that means. Because our brains are finite, so a finite brain cannot fathom infinite. We can hear about it, we can hear the concept, but we can't really be masig. wanted to reveal his malchus, his kingdom, his kingship, everything that he has in his uh, tool belt, his arsenal, everything that he has, that he is, he wanted to reveal. And we know there's a concept called you can't have a king without a nation. If there's no people 
serving one, then there can't be a king. You can't have a king in a vacuum. He's just a guy. Once this guy has people bowing down to him and serving him, he now becomes a king or a leader or whatever it may be. So Kodesh Baruch wants to reveal his malchus. To reveal his malchus, he needs a people. And therefore he needed to create B'nai Adam. Of course, Kalal Yisrael, who's going to be chosen as the chosen people, the whole creation was really for us. Because we are the ones who are going to be Makabul Hashem's, the yoke of Hashem's kingdom. Everybody else in the world, to some degree, has to also. Shev Mitzvah B'nai Noach. And then to have a people, you also need, you know, air, water, earth, stuff, chairs, you know, pizza. You need everything else. So this is the beginning of creation. Because the greatest revelation, the main revelation of the Malchus, of the kingdom, of the kingship of Akadosh Baruch was specifically on the people who are Makayim, his commands. Because a king, if no, you have, let's say you have, a, you have a king. We already discussed that a king needs his people. But let's say you have a hundred people, and one day they say, all hail king. So he's the king. And the next day they all say, eh, we're not listening to you anymore. He's no longer their king. So even though there's people there, they're not the, he's not the king. He doesn't have a nation. So the Iker, his Galus of the Malchus, the re- greatest revelation, the main revelation of the kingdom, of any kingdom, but we're talking about a, a Kaddish Baruch's kingdom, is to have people who follow his commands. That's a melech. Av Specifically when it goes against their ratzon. When it goes against the will of the people. And still, they're subservient. Because if they only did what the king said when they wanted to, but when they say, you know, this is too much king, we're not doing it, then they're the kings. Not that one called the king. So to be a king means you need a nation of people who follow your commands and even to the point where the commands go against what they want, yet they're ready to be subservient and nullify themselves to the will of the king. That is a hisgalas HaMalchus, a revelation of Malchus. Like we just said, they have to, they are forced to nullify their will by the will of the king. This can only be by human beings who are bali bechir, who could choose, I want or I don't want. Malachim don't have a choice. Therefore, there can't be a hisgalas malachus by malachim because they can't choose against the will of Hashem. Only when there's human beings, klal Yisrael. Therefore, it is the greatest revelation of the malachas Hashem is because of us. When a Yid says, I want to do the will of Hashem, that becomes the greatest revelation of the Malchus of HaKadosh Baruch. Now I'm just going to ask this. I don't know where this is going to go, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to reveal his Malchus. Therefore, he creates people, he creates a world. Yes? That's what you just said. Why does a Kaddish Baruch Hu want to reveal his Malchus? Who, who, he needs people to reveal his Malchus? Doesn't make any sense. The beginning of creation, because he wants to reveal his Malchus, so he creates people, he creates a world. Why does he want to reveal his Malchus? Who does, he has to prove to some, something to somebody? 
No. So it's a give. Why? So I think the answer is like this. There is no answer. So, so, there cannot be an answer to this question. There can't be an answer, a real answer, to why Kodesh created the world. You can always ask, whatever reason we're given, from, the, from Arizal himself. Yeah, but why? But why? And therefore, really, the answer to this question is, Animamin. You have to believe. Because Amunah means you don't know. If you could know, das, that's not Amunah. So it comes out that really the first point of creation is unknowable. Because the first point of creation has to be Amunah. I hope that settles, it settles in. Which really means that from the beginning of creation to the end, it really is dependent on one's Amunah. Because even the beginning is unknowable. The only reason why there's, we're here, there's a world, is because, I don't know, I believe. This is where people can go off the deep end, but we're not going to, because we're from Yiddin, and we believe. But people, could go, people who have fathomed this question have gone off the deep end, because they don't have a moon. That's what Rabbi Nachman says, people shouldn't be learning, you know, the swarm of the Chokrim, who, who handle these questions. We have a moon. We don't go into the questions because there's no answer, and therefore we, but we believe. That's a moon. We have a utensil. We have a tool to use. When people don't have a muna, and they ask such a question, they could go crazy. They don't have a tool to answer the question. We have an answer. The answer is a muna. It's it's very it's a very important akud. I mean, it's really our entire life, actually. Afterwards, you'll think about it a little bit more. So let's keep going for a minute. His galus malchuso, and now let's go. So Hashem wants to reveal his malchus, and he needs a people. He needs the people who are going to accept him and listen to him, even when they don't want necessarily. But the ultimate revelation is Galas Malchuso Hasig El The only way that we could be Masig, understand, recognize his kingship, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, as he is trying to reveal himself, is through his Midos. Chesed Gevur Teferis, Netzachod Yesod. Those midos, the way that a Kaddish Baruch quote-unquote, behaves, the way he, this world, the way he deals with this world, his midos is the way that we can fathom him. Sha'ideha midos masigen elokuso, v'yodin sheyesh adon Moshe Lomanik. Let's be careful, there's two lines here. Sha'ideha midos, through the Midas of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, which we're not going to get into the nitty-gritty today, could be throughout the sphere, we will, that's the point. But through the Midas, which we've all heard about, the seven lower spheres, Shaideh Midas, Masigen Elukuso, we can have somewhat of a grasp of godliness if we learn about the Midas properly, about the spheros, and then we can recognize them in this world, We'll be able to masig, we'll be able to understand the Kaddish Baruch Hu, to the degree he wants us to, as much as he allows us to, which is detailed. And this is more clearly. And we can know that there's a ruler, there's a king of this world. Through his midos, we know that there's a burial and there's a creator. Klali and masig and elukuso, we can be masig as elukus, meaning prati, we can understand him as much as he wants us to in detailed situations. 
כי על ידי שקדוש ברוך הוא מנגס עולם במידס החסד ובמידס הגבורה וכדומה, through הקדוש ברוך הוא running the world. through חסד, every single day that the sun rises it's חסד. the fact that we could breathe is חסד. there's so many חסדים that are going on every single moment. that's all, every single חסד you could think of, that's a קדוש ברוך הוא being מנג חסד in this world. and the more you think about it, the more you try to find the חסד in this world, you're being מסג אלוקוס. And you also are a Yodeya, that there is a Moshe and a Zamanik. This is huge. This is huge. Or he's, or HaKadosh Baruch is being Manik the world with Gevura. Time of war. When HaKadosh Baruch is holding something back. When there's lightning. These are all acts of Gevura. And there's millions of other acts of Gevura. Right? That's why some of these we say brachas on. When there's lightning, we say, Asher kocho gevuroso maleolam. That's why we say a bracha on it. So we could say, this is, my, this is my God. When, it, when there's a thunder, when there's a lightning, you say a bracha, thunder. Okay, with lightning we say, but you could also say, but when there's war going on, that's Hashem's gvura. Right? So from when we start to recognize, when we understand the Midos, and then we start to recognize them in the world, in my personal life, and in the world at large, we start to be masik a ma'at, a little bit, of godliness, of a Kaddish Baruch in this world. By us seeing his actions. So when the sun rises, we have to know, that's a Kaddish Baruch who's active chesed. It could also be teferis, depending on how you understand it. Now, when a Kaddish Baruch acts in this world, right? It's coming from a higher place. Because right now we're discussing the seven lower Midos. But we know the seven lower Midos come from the three higher Midos, which is Keser, Chachma, and Bina. It's called the Mocha, the intellect. Before I move my hand, I must have thought about it for even a nanosecond that I want to move my hand. So why is it, I'm asking, that the Hizgalus of the Malchus of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the revelation of Hashem's kingdom, is dafka through the lower Midos, why not through the, the, higher, the higher spheres, the Mochen? Because they can't be understood. Because they can't be understood. Because they can't be revealed. The whole point here is what is being revealed. HaKadosh Baruch when He reveals Himself, it's only through the Midos. If I, if I give this... If I, How do we know He has those Midos if they can't be revealed? Partially Amuna. Partially also it's through, I guess, God-given logic. First of all, the Arizal and the Chassidim, they all bring it down. So, if you want to know how they know it, I don't know. But if we... At the end of the day, you need some kind of Amuna. Well, moon is the catch-all when you can't explain something. But it's also, it's also, I can, we could explain it in logic. We could explain it right now in logic, but you're going to need an amuna. Meaning, we know that we're created with Salmenu Kid Musaino. Right? So, you have to believe, right, that's what I'm saying. You have to believe something. If you don't believe, if, if, you're, if we're going to ask questions on everything, then we, then we can't know. That's why you have to have it, at, at the beginning, you have to have a moon because otherwise you can't start. I could always ask, how do you know? 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 Prove it. That's what you started with. I'm just saying that how do you know that you, you, 
we say that those meters, um, we couldn't start with the higher meters of the Kodesh Baruch because they're not revealed. If it's not revealed, then how do we know it? Because it's brought down from... Just, the, the, yeah, but, uh, first of all, it's brought down in Tzvarim. they are revealed because we know it that way. Yes, meaning, I didn't mean revealed intellectually, I mean revealed in this world openly, that's what I mean. Because the Midus are revealed. When the sun rises, that's an act of chesed. We wouldn't call that necessarily an act of chachma. It's an act of chesed. But every midah has to come from, a, from the mochen. But the mochen is, is hidden. Right? Like right now. If I would give tzedakah to a guy, and I would be smiling at this guy, I want to give him $5, I'm smiling at him. Tell me, what am I doing? I'm doing a pu'ula, a midah called chesed. Right? What's going on in my head right now? You have no idea. I could be saying, I hate this guy's guts. But I'm smiling, and I'm giving him money. So my actions, my midos, that which I'm revealing, is a smile and a money, and I'm giving this guy. So what does this guy see? He's so happy. He's receiving money from a person who's smiling. That's great. In my mind, I hate the guy's guts. But what matters, at least in the revealed world, is what's revealed. Between me and a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that's between me and a Kaddish Baruch Hu. He's going to judge me what I'm thinking. But in the revealed world, this world, that which is revealed matters. So Kodesh Baruch, what is he trying to reveal? How does it work? Through that which can be revealed, which is the Midos. Yes, could he reveal his mochen? Of course he can reveal his mochen. But then that's a breakdown of what he's created. There's mochen, there's Midos. So the main function, the main hisgalus of his malchus is going to be in the Midos. Of course, there's mochen behind it. Well, we'll, we're going to get into it a little bit more. But that which you want to reveal is the midos. Um, which are his, his behaviors, his actions. And from that, we can be masig a Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's why it's so important to go into the sugya of spheres and midos. Because otherwise, you can go your entire life and not recognize a Kaddish Baruch Hu one time outside of shul. If you're in shul, okay, so I'm davening to him or I'm learning. There's godliness here. But if you don't understand the spheres, you really could go your entire life and really miss a l- 99% of what a Kaddish Baruch is revealing to you and trying to have a, have a, a communication and a relationship with you. It's through the spheres that we re- have a relationship. Right? The Midas of Chesed is Ahava. Right? So he explains why he says, now, so Kaddish Baruch A wants to be, he wants to be Magal his Malchus. He has to create a nation who is going to accept his malchus. The way that the nation accepts, understands, and has a relationship with his malchus is through the midos. Good? What's the problem? He's ain't sof. He's the light before before creation still. He's a light that's all-encompassing, subsumes everything. There's, it's infinite. In an infinite place, you can't have finite. It's impossible. If I would have an infinite... Uh, quarters, if this world, even though that's already a stereo, but if this world was filled with an infinite quarters, amount of quarters, could, could you exist? No, because there's an infinite quarters, there's no place. So there's an infinite light, there's no place for the human beings, for those people to come and be Mamlech HaKadosh Baruch So what does he need to do? We all know. So the Rizal tells us a very big secret that only he, un- that he knew and we believe. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was mitzamtzim. The fancy word is attenuate. 
It's a fancy word that I, that I heard. Sheldon told it to me. Which means he de-intensified the light of Ein Sof. He did not remove Ein Sofis. You can't remove infinite. But the greatest magic trick of all time was that Akadosh was able to de-intensify his Ein Sofis and allow a Sophis, a finite world and people, to exist within an infinite God. Agav, as I like to say, Ramazim, what's the Gematria Tzimtzim? Tzadig Mem, Tzadig Mem. Oh, we got some math majors here. Over my so let's go. What is it, no, 90 and 40. 1940. 260. 260. So 260 is what? 10 times your kivavka. So in the he turned it into 10 spheres. Is that Same time as 260. Right. 260 is 26 your times 10. The komash, a komash shlema, it's called the komash shlema, full structure is 10. 10 spheres. Every sphere behind the ches, behind everything, is your kivavka. That's the main name of a Kodesh Baruch. So when Hashem's mitzamtim himself, he turned himself, Kivyach, into ten spheres. That's the way we relate to a Kaddish Baruch. Right? Yes? And I know we're... Yeah, neither did I until today. Yeah, we're getting... Everybody, everybody's... We're still together here? Right, that's what the Tzimtzum did. It turned the infinite into ten kalim spheres, Midas and Mochen, Within those kalim, they're holding infinite light. Again, it's a stira, but we have to live. With, our moon has to live with that stira. Doesn't it? Doesn't make sense. You can have infinite light inside a finite kali. But even though a sphere to us, compared to us, a sphere is infinite. But compared to a kaddish baruch Hu, it's it's finite. It's a grain of sand. But yet, a kaddish baruch Hu put his infinite ain't sophis into the kalim. So he was mitzamtim, he pushed off, however, whatever exact English translation is, his light to the side. There's nothing physical there. What do you say? He constricted. Okay. And he left over an empty space. Again, this is not, we cannot think this is physical at all. This is just, we're just trying to, these words are trying to allow us to understand. That's not physical. Because this is still before creation. This is still before anything finite. Officially. So there's a chalal panoi. Empty space. In that chalal panoi, which kiviyochal is devoid of a revealed God, right? He's not, he's not revealed there. He's hidden in that place. In that chalal panoi. Ubesoche chalal panoi baroolamos. And within that, quote-unquote, empty space of the unrevealed God, so it looks, it looks empty, HaKadosh Baruch Hu creates the worlds, ultimately our world. So in the Chalal, there's life. That's why the Gematria Chalal is Chaim. Chaim just woke up. Chalal is Chaim. Because you see, 68. So in, in the Chalal, in that place, there could be Chaim, there could be life. All the worlds, as many worlds as you know, uh, I don't know how many worlds you know, but from Ak 
to Atzilus, to Bria, to Yetzirah, all the way down to Asiya, all of those worlds, as awesome as they may be, as you learn about them, they are all within the Tzimtzum, all within the constricted light of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, as it says from the Arizal. There's all the Arizal. V'hein hein midosav. And all of these worlds that are revealed can be understood and can be learned about and connected and you can activate them. Okay, Some are easier than others. Some you have to really be holding like the tzaddikim. But they're all considered HaKadosh Baruch Midos. Because Midos are that which is revealed. Midos is that which we can be masik elukus and know that there's a God. So every one of the worlds, very often we only live in the world of Asiya and understand that world. But you can learn about Yitzira and Bria and Atzilas and even Adam Kadmon, depending on what level you're on. But the more, right, so any of these worlds reveal Kadosh Baruch therefore it's called His Midos. Ki olamos kolim besochem as sheva Midos, because all the worlds are going to, they're kolil, these seven Midos, the lower spheres that we're discussing, Chesed Gevort Tfers Natsachod Yisod Malchus, each one is a world in and of itself. These are the worlds. Each one could take weeks upon weeks upon months and years to discuss. I think, I think, I think that Rebbe was giving Sherman YU and he started with the spheres. And I think he's, I, I didn't hear any of the Sherman, but I think he started with Kesser. He wanted to go through a whole series. I think he finished the entire year of Shirim, and I don't think he finished Kesser. I, I think that was a Shemua that I heard from uh, some people there. These are kalim, these are vessels, holy spiritual vessels that are not fathomable and they're not physical, the spheres. But they're metzamtzim, within them there's godliness. And their way is to have the light of a Kaddish Baruch Hu in, in measure. Right? The Ain Sophist, the infinite, which is not measurable, comes the Tzimtzum comes the spheros and a Kaddish Baruch Hu puts a measure of Elokos in Kesser and a measure of Elokos in Chachma and a measure in Bina. Each sphere really contains Ein Sof, which is unknowable and unfathomable, but also what's revealed to us is a certain finite light that we can understand. One's called Chachma, it's called Bina, and we can learn about them, there's Pesukim about them, there's Svarim about them, we can point to the sun and say, that's chesed. We can point to the, again, the, the thunder and say, that's gvura. Zeth keli vanvei. That's when a Kodesh puts himself into a finite, finite kelim. Vihine ke'in bechinezu. Now we're going to make a big turn. And that's, see, that beginning is what we would call Kabbalah. Because really, it has no effect on us. It's just, that's what happened. Okay, fine. Becomes the Baal Shem and the Rabbi Nachman, of course. And what do they do with this? And this is where the beginning of all Hasidus is. Because all Hasidus is based on the Arizal's Kabbalah. And the Ramak. And all the Kadmonim who also discussed. And of course, Rabbi Shem Barichai. Rabbi Shem, we're going to get to Lag Bomer soon. Which is a big day. So what did the Hasidim do? Whatever happened and happens with creation, meaning 
Hakarish Baruch Rotson of his Galus Malchus and the Tzimtzum and there's other words that we could throw in the Kav and the Rishim and all the other if you've any stud- if ever studied these subjects everything that happened before creation is happening right now inside each one of us because we ourselves are many worlds so we're going to now analyze and figure out according to Benachon right here how is it that inside of me I have this chalal panoi and I have these olamos and I have these midos because every single Jew is a chalik of elokamima we're a piece of God so if we're a piece of Kadosh Baruch Hu, therefore we also have to experience the same things that HaKadosh Baruch experienced at the beginning, before time was time. The Ikr HaElokus, he believed, so they explain, this is based, of course, on Rabbi Nachman soon, that the Ikr HaElokus within us is the life, is the heart. Now, why not in the head? What's, what runs our life? The head or the heart? So in a certain way, the head runs everything because it's the brain, it's the command center. But I was mocked him earlier. Why is, are we talk, speaking about the midos, that which is revealed of a Kaddish Baruch, and not the mochen, which is not revealed? Because the whole tachas of creation is to have a revelation, to be revealed, so we can have a relationship. And only the revealed parts of a Kaddish Baruch, the midos, we can, hand, we can handle with. Therefore, that's the tachlis of creation. So therefore, in our personal lives, the way we relate to the world, that which is revealed through our heart and through our emotions and our behaviors, as we'll see, that becomes the, the main focus of our life. Of course, we want to perfect our minds and things. But even if I hate this tzedakah collector's guts, but yet I'm still able to smile at him and give him a $5 bill, I won the battle. What I revealed is the ichor versus what's in my mind. So the lave becomes the focus, right? We know, of course, the last letter in the Torah is a lamed, the first letter is a base, lave, all of Torah is, is the heart. That's the revealed, right? That's the revealed Torah. There's also a panemius Torah. That's going to be more in the mind, but that's not for now. Now listen to what he says over here. V'or ha'hislav shebelev, and this is based on Rabbi Nachman soon, the light of the excitement of the heart, who ad ein sof, is ein sof. Just like a Kaddish Baruch who is ein sof, his light is infinite. So therefore, there must be something within us that's infinite. Of course, the chelik Obviously, the peace of godliness within us. Of course, that's the infinite. How does that infinite nature represent itself within us? Says Rabbi Nachman, the hislavis halev, the excitement, the emotions of the heart <clears throat> are infinite. The adam tzorach litzamtim es hislavis. And man has to be mitzamtim, this hislavis. Because if you have something that's ain't sof, you cannot deal with that. If I have an infinite amount of quarters in this room, I, I can't get into the room. I can't use this room for anything. If there's an infinite light of a Kaddish Baruch in the world, or before the physical world, there can't be a world. You can't do anything. So therefore, whatever we have within us that's infinite, we have to first define what that is, 
And then we have to know that's the place where we have to be mitzamtzim to constrict it in order that we can live a proper life. Because if we have a part within us that's ain't sof, then there's nothing else. There's just that. Now, what is this hislavus halev? So, the first thought a person might say, I'll give you an option. Well, I'll give you a thought. What do you think? Right? I mean, Ahmed's not going to say, at least here, clearly. What is this hislavus halev? That's ain't sof. It's not an easy thing to think about. Now, the first thing a person probably would think about is when he hears the word hislavus, it usually means that it's excitement for Yiddishkeit, excitement for Davin, excitement to learn. That's usually how we use it in the vernacular. <coughs> but is that, is that true? Is there, does a person have, is he, is he, does every person have this like, hislavus halevitz adein sof? Now, you could have a person like that, and he's also going to have to work on what we're about to discuss. But I think, and I could be wrong, but Rabbi Nachman says we can say whatever we want in his Torahs, at least if it goes with the Shulchan Aruch. Here, we're well before the Shulchan Aruch, so <laughs> everything goes here. But if you, I'll tell you what the, I think the Vardas, and I'll tell you a Remus. I think the Hislavus Halev means <clears throat> our heart has an infinite amount of energy and emotions. You have a little kid. You have a little kid three years old, two, let's say two years old. Let's say they, they, their mind is not yet, you know, starting to work and they don't really understand things. The kid just goes all over the place. When he's hungry, he cries and he runs into the street and he runs here and he goes there and he jumps. And <clears throat> Again, Mochen is low-level Mochen right now. The kid's just all over the place. His heart, wherever his heart wants, he lives with his heart. He doesn't lose his head. It's a tohu. It's erratic. It's chaos. It's like the world was before Kaddish Baruch Hu's himself and made order Olamatik and it was called the Olamato. It was chaotic. It was all elokus. It was all godliness. But it didn't have a form, it didn't have a structure, it didn't have a way that we can relate to it, that anybody could do anything with. It was chaotic. So you see the word hislahav was lahav, lahav to be excited, like a fire. Is also the letters, give you a chance. Well, halev, that's true. So the lahavus is in the is ha, in the halev, good. But what what other word do you see in this? Three letters in the in lamed hey vav lahav is also bez hey lamed. What's bez hey lamed? Like bahul, craziness, a bahala, a bahala. It's crazy. It's tow. So the excitement, sometimes we have, when a person gets excited sometimes by something, he, he, he just like loses himself. He's not controlled. He's erratic. So when you have a person who's, let's say he has, let's say he has no mind. He's alive. He has a heart. But he, has, he doesn't have any brain capabilities. Let's say. He doesn't know the difference between hot and cold. He doesn't know the difference between running a sheet. He's just erratic. He's crazy. Right? So I think that's what Rabbi Nachman means by the, the Islavus Halev is Adin Sof. It's Mamash Infinite. Now, that's not good because then you can't do anything with it. Then it's just craziness. There's no rules. <clears throat> if the whole Tachlis of creation is to have a people who serve Hashem, then we need to have people who can be mitzamsem, their craziness, and direct and focus their energy and their Islavus Halev 
to serve the Rebbeinu Shalom. Right? So therefore, we needed Simpson. We also needed Simpson. So continues, he says, the Adun Tzarek L'Tzamtem is HaHislavas. We have to Mitzamtem that Bahala that Hislavas. And then, we too have to create an empty space within our heart. Where we push back the erratic nature, the Bahala, the craziness, the chaos. And in that space that we create within our heart, that's where the Midos that we have of our lives can form. The structure of our life properly balanced. Chesed, when it's supposed to be Chesed, Gvura, Teferis, Netzachodis, and all of this, the Midos, the Spheros, we can now use them and connect to them and serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu the way we're supposed to serve Him. <clears throat> that explains Vahalev. Everybody so far? Yeah? Now we're going to go into it. So whatever happened at the beginning of time with the Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to also happen with us. So we can learn a lot about ourselves as we compare. The heart is the tzayr, the painter, the former, the fashioner, however you want to call it, of the midos. All of our midos, all of our, we'll call it emotions, even though it's not just emotions, but <clears throat> it comes from the heart. Hainu not just the heart. The heart by itself is, could be erratic. It needs something that guides it, called chachma, wisdom, the wisdom of the heart. We learned in the parashas a few weeks back, a month, two months ago. When we're building the Mishkan, Kaddish says, in the heart of all those who are wise-hearted, I place chachma. So we see that there's a chachma shebelev, there's a lev, if it was just leiv, they wouldn't be able to build the mishkan. They need the chachmas leiv. For Ramos therefore in the heart we see that there's a concept called, there's a sphere called chachma. And we know <coughs> the first sphere of all the spheres that's somewhat revealed is chachma. Keser is chaotic, mamash, it's unrevealed totally. Chachma is unrevealed because it's in the mind. But once you say at least the mind, so it becomes revealed to some degree. That's what we were discussing before. It's revealed, but it's not revealed. It's revealed intellectually. I, I could say there's something called Chachma, but it's not revealed because you don't know what's going on inside my Chachma. Right? Different aspects of what's revealed and what's not revealed. The main Yitzir, the main creation of this world, starts Dafka with Chachma. Right? Without wisdom, you can't have anything. You can't build a house without wisdom. I like to say that, you know, we start with the Sphiris. We started the first week, second night of Pesach already, right? We started with Chesed Shebe Chesed. Ah, where's the Mochen? The Mochen happened when we, when we saw Kodesh Baruch reveal himself in Mitzrayim. <clears throat> when we have the Leil Seder, that's the Chacham Bin and the Da. So the Kodesh Baruch So therefore, the next night, we could start Da Chesed Shebe Chesed, Kvur Shebe Chesed. Right, that explosion on the night of the Seder where we're discussing HaKadosh Baruch how he revealed himself to Klal Yisrael through the Esr Makos, which of course are also connected to the Esr Spheres. That is the Chachma. That's where Yid says, Ah, oh, I'm a Yid. It's the creation of a nation. And therefore we start with Chesed Shebe Chesed. And the world, so therefore all Yitzira, all types of creations, even if you're cooking, you need to have a thought of what I'm going to cook before you actually put it down, Right? 
So the beginning is Chachma, Kamasha Kasa, the Pasuk says, we say, Kulam Bechachma Sisa. Everything that you made was with Chachma. And we say every single day, we say multiple times, Man, Asher Yatzer, Esa Adam, Bechachma. Shem, you created man with your Kadosh with your Chachma, or man was created with Chachma. <coughs> Both. Ki Chachma, he is Harishona, me Asher Spheres. Chachma is the first sphere of all the spheres. Umimena, and from it, and from Chachma flows down all the other spheres, Bina, Das, and then all the Midas, Chesek, Vertres, Nesachot, Yisod, Amalchus. So Nimsa, Shehalevu, Etzayir, Shemetzayir, Bonus, Amidas. Therefore, we find that the heart is the one who fashions and builds all the Midas. It's in the heart. In the Chachmas, Halev, the heart is where the Midas lie. The Chachma is that which has all the codes, all the information of the Midos. So therefore, that combination of the Chachmas Alev gives birth to all of the Midos in a proper, boundaried, leveled, measured way. Again, this is just, these are like Hagdamas. We also have to, we, of course, we'd have to go into every single sphere to understand what they are. Yeah? We're still, we're still high. Yeah, I know. Uh, we're going to have to stop in a little bit so things can settle down a little bit. <laughs> and if we have any, maybe we should stop now and ask questions. I don't know. We're, we're, we'll have to continue probably next week, I'm sure. Okay, this is pretty intense. intense. This is intense. I, I mean, I like to go intense. I don't know about you guys. Like... When you say mechaims, <laughs> I hear that. Some halal, chaims. A little halal. To... Well, because when you, yeah, when you have a chaim, when you have a chaims, it opens up, you know, it opens up your heart a little bit. That's what it is. It makes a halal. Stuck in Indian. You're like, ah, it's interesting. It's a new, a new uh, Havana in Kiddush, you know? Should we continue, or do you want to take a break and continue? I'm not sure what that means. Meaning break. Sure. Meaning break. Okay. So if any questions, we'll, 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 we'll sum up again, I guess, next week, and we'll go by to Is there any questions, or... You could ask me during the week if you want. You want to let it settle a little bit, look it over? You were talking about how... You know, you wake up in the morning, you see the sun, you see this, you see all these different things that this is considered chesed. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between the chesed of Hashem or the nisim? Is it considered a nes or is it considered a chesed for us? Those, those are, you could say both. It's a nes called chesed. I mean, a, the chesed is the, the detailed way of defining this action. But every action of a Kodesh Baruch is... A nace. What do you mean by nace? Nace is, clo- is, a, is a general term. So we lo- that Hashem I, I is making an action that is... The I, way that we translate teva and nace, <clears throat> teva is an action that a Kaddish Baruch is doing every single day, all the time. You can't tell the difference. A nace is something where it's, it's a little bit different than the usual. It's a Kaddish Baruch's action. Now you could have both in teva and nace, you could have a chesed type of teva, which is the sun rising, you could have a nace teva where Hashem drops some money in your pocket. So, right, chesed is a detailed definition of an action, dainu, a nace or a teva of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So it's the more in depth. Yeah. It's a detail. It's a, and then you can go even more. You can say it's a, a gvur chesed. It's a tefer chesed. That's where it gets very intense. But we have to first get the basic, basic, basic yesodos. Okay, so I guess we'll, we'll pause here. There's a, there's a, there's a lot, and it gets. All right, Mitzvah, we'll continue.